What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll catch up on everything we missed going on with the Lakers during the Lake Show lowdown. We'll also discuss the Kings firing Luke Walton and the Phoenix Suns extending their win streak. All this and more on episode 223 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to episode 223 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, it's a good time of year right now. Playoff push for the NFL. The dust is starting to settle in the NBA. We're, we're moving in on Christmas. Yes. The calendar just flipped to December. The calendar just, yeah. No, we get, it's the holiday season. Thanksgiving just passed. New Year's coming up. I can't believe it's about to be 2022. How many plays did you have at Thanksgiving? Fuck, man. Why are we doing? Why are we asking these kind of questions? <laughs> All right, you don't have to answer. Yeah. I just thought I'd uh, I'd throw it no, out there, no, see if no, I can get no. something. Those are those are those are personal questions. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we got a lot to catch up on in the NBA since we uh, have last recorded. Um, why are you calling me? I'm I'm literally about to do this on purpose. Alan, I'm literally in the middle of record. Eric, Eric, Alan. Eric, 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 Eric. I just sat, dude, I'm at a sushi bar. You know who the fuck just sat down next to me alone? Who? The game. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Okay. All right. You're allowed to interrupt my podcast for this. Where? Oh, my God. Bro. Where are you at? Does he know you? I'll send you pictures. I'll, I'll send you a picture of me. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Well, I guess that's kind of cool. Classic. Hold on a second. Let me find a picture of me in the game on Instagram. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, well. The game's a, the game is a performer too. <laughs> the game is more than a performer, my friend. He's, he's the man. Shout out the game one time. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just going to do one more. I'm trying to get the video of me on stage. Sorry, humble brag. Done it three times. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Fucking routine. Where is this video? Shit, I could have found it by now. I know. Oh, I'm so... What is happening? Oh, there it is. 
right. Uh, last thing. Tell him I've been on stage with him and chug the syrup. All right, sorry. <laughs> I don't even know where to pick up from that. Um, no, okay. All right, I'm looking at the computer screen. I haven't played the uh, basketball intro, so that must have mean, or that must mean I haven't done the ad read. And so that means before we talk about everything we missed while we were gone, I gotta let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. So, Tyler, we, we normally do NBA 3 in the key, which is three headlines from around the NBA, and then we do the Lake Show Lowdown and all of that. But tonight we only got three things to talk about, so uh, we're just going to combine the NBA 3 in the key segment and the Lake Show Lowdown segment. And we'll start with... The Lakers in the Lake Show Lowdown. Uh, first, uh, we got to talk about LeBron James for a little bit uh, before we talk about what's actually been going on with the team. LeBron James is in the NBA's health and safety protocols for reportedly testing positive for COVID-19. He is vaccinated. He he missed last night's game against the Kings, making it the 13th game he has missed this season already. The Lakers have played a total of 23 games. They're 12-11. and 11. And he's missed 13, to put that in perspective, for for this season already. Um, According to multiple reports from ESPN, he will miss multiple games. Uh, The Lakers play the Clippers on Friday. Then they play the Celtics next Tuesday. And then the Grizzlies uh, next Thursday on December 9th. I'm guessing he's going to miss all three of those games. I don't know. Um... He he was reportedly asymptomatic, and so if he produces two negative tests over two days, he can return to the team prior to the required uh, 10 days of being out and having to sit in the NBA's health and safety protocols uh, as a COVID-positive, fully vaccinated player. Um, so this is obviously a huge deal for the Lakers and LeBron James. Um, it's just um, we, we talked about it. Uh, in episode 222 with the Cowboys. Yep. COVID, we've we've talked about it many times. COVID is just another one of those things that teams are going to have to face and and really deal with this it, season. It's an extra opponent. You know, every night, every single night, 
you've got your opponent on the schedule and you've got COVID-19 right now. That's just kind of the the fact of the matter with all the the policies and and procedures put in place right now. It's it's a real threat to tear down your teams. It, it sucks to see LeBron James, you know, kind of go down this road, especially after being hurt this season too. So, uh, it, and it's only hurting this Laker team more and more. Um, the more time he he misses without the team. Yeah, and I mean, listen the the first thought I think that went through every single Laker fans mind when they read the news that he was entering the health and safety protocols was one obviously hope he's okay and two anything that can go wrong for this lakers team this season has gone wrong because they don't have you know you don't have the things like chemistry and and you know cohesiveness to to cover up the injuries and stuff you know most most of these teams have been in the nba have been together to where if they miss a guy or two they have guys that can step up within that system and know where to be and know what to do. This this Lakers team is trying to figure out who they are as a team because they're all new teammates and deal with injuries. So, you know, guys are – it's just really hard to kind of get any sort of rhythm and momentum going when you're being kind of pushed and pulled around minutes-wise, role-wise, um, X's and O's-wise, assignment-wise – uh, it's just it, it's been tough for the Lakers. The the injuries are are really hurting the progression of this squad. Yeah, definitely. I don't um, think it's any one person's fault. It's just kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to the Lakers and how they build their teams. Yeah. Now, I mean, we'll we'll talk about maybe who's at fault uh, in a few minutes. Uh, but one more quick thing on LeBron uh, because we didn't get to talk about it since we took the uh, the last week off. Uh, for Thanksgiving, but LeBron did miss a game because he was suspended for the first time in his career. Yeah. He was ejected from a game for the second time in his career uh, because he, uh, quote, recklessly hit uh, Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face, uh, which caused a massive uh, on-court, I guess, incident. I don't want to call it a fight because there were really no punches thrown uh, it was a lot of uh, Isaiah Stewart trying to bulldoze through no, a lot of a, a lot of guys. Yeah, incident is a good <laughs> incident's a good <laughs> word for that. I think that works. Um, but uh, the what sparked that incident uh, happened in the third quarter as uh, LeBron and Isaiah Stewart were jostling uh, jostling for a position during a free throw, and their arms kind of appeared to get intertwined and. James kind of swung his elbow and arm uh, in the direction of Isaiah Stewart because he was trying to, I think, break free from Isaiah Stewart's grip of trying to, like, box out a player. Like, that's that's just what happens in the NBA. It's like, and you, your arms kind of just, you, you, you kind of just try and break free from it, kind of. And I think that's what happened. A lot of people obviously think LeBron did it on purpose. Um the video clearly shows him walking up to Isaiah with his hand outstretched, like, oh, my bad, like, I'm sorry. Like, he turned around, like, didn't mean to do it kind of thing. Um, obviously, I don't think LeBron maliciously intended to hit Isaiah Stewart in the face and clock him in the eye the way no. he did and make him bleed the way he did. Make me bleed my own blood. Nobody yeah. makes me bleed my own yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah. The, the bleeding made it worse. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And I think Isaiah got a little taste of blood in his mouth, and that kind of is what set the fire off and – um, but I mean, 
me personally, I, I don't think it was malicious. No, I wasn't. It was. I think that both players kind of. I don't. Both both players kind of acted normal, you know, in that situation. Like, yeah, I think that most players, you most players in the NBA, if you're a physical player, you've cleared people out and you've thrown your hands around, you've oh, thrown your sure. elbows, you've thrown your hip, you know, hip checks and stuff. It's it happens, and that one obviously went astray. And Isaiah Stewart's a big dude, you know, so it's yeah. like LeBron's not, you know, wrestling around with this this smaller guy. I keep going back to if LeBron really meant to hit him in the face, we would have known it. Yeah, and Isaiah it, Stewart would have probably been dropped. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, and just regardless, it's just like that motion. We we know that motion. It's not something we've never seen before. Right. It's not a dirty play by any means. And then. You know, so I, I don't think LeBron had any any kind of ill will on that play. And then on the other hand, I don't think Stewart was out of line. He was he was heated. It was it was in the moment of battle. The only the only thing I say Isaiah Stewart like, was he, out of line for was literally when he his team had gotten gotten him as close to their bench as they had gotten him during the incident. Yeah, and then, then he once back. he breaks free, he turns around and tries to run back. That was that's the only that's where I draw the line to no, where he just, went overboard. Yeah, and, and I mean that's in the rules too. That's where he probably did as well. But that's just kind of what you're gonna do if you really wanna if you really want to, you know, confront the person, you're gonna act like, oh, okay, it's a good, and then you're gonna make the move to get around him. You know, you the people that make all the noise like hold me back, hold me back. They're not really trying to get there. Yeah. You know, if you're really trying to get to LeBron James, you act like it's all good. Well, no. And then you get the fuck out of there. Isaiah Stewart had the chance to really do something to LeBron before everybody stepped in. He, no, they were but, they but were nose to nose, basically. It makes sense the way that he reacted. I oh, mean, that's how it is in the NBA these and days. And I don't think it was, uh, and I don't think it was, there. anyone did anything wrong. I don't think he less of LeBron or Stewart. No, no, for sure. I mean, listen. If someone clocked me in the face like that, I might have. I realistically probably would have reacted that way. That's what I mean. Um, and just to confirm, I was just sent a picture of the game at the sushi bar. Nice. What spot? Uh, Katsuya in the village. Okay. So, I don't. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm not switching up from his normal Nobu. <laughs> that literally, that's what I texted my friend. I said, "Oh wow, I, I'm surprised he's not a Nobu in Malibu." But that's, hey, that's I don't know spot. if my friend could afford Nobu. Yeah, nah, <laughs> not many can. No, not many can. But all right, let's uh, let's get back to the Lakers. Um, let's let's really talk about what's been going on on the court. Uh, they ended their road trip that we had talked about uh, previously when we recorded last that they were going to embark on. Uh, they it was a five game uh, road trip. I believe it's the second longest road trip for them of the season. They ended it with two wins and three losses. They had wins over the Pacers in a wild game, uh, and like we had just talked about, uh, where LeBron and Isaiah Stewart had gotten into a little bit of an incident. Um, and then they also beat the Pacers, but they lost to the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Knicks. The Lakers, they played very competitively against the defending champs who had Giannis go off for almost 50 in that game, and Chris Middleton returned to the lineup for the Bucks for the first time in uh, two weeks of that game, so it um he gave them some much-needed help as well. The Celtics absolutely smashed the Lakers without Jalen Brown. I believe the Celtics put up like 130 points in that game, 120 points. It was bad. God damn. I proceeded to get hammered that Friday night to not remember it. Um, 
that I do remember uh, was getting hammered because of the Lakers. Um, I don't really remember anything after that. Uh, but then um, they beat the Pistons after playing inspired basketball once LeBron got ejected after the, the fist to Isaiah Stewart's face. And in the Knicks game, the Lakers were down 25 at one point in the game, and then they ended up tying the game at 81 in the third quarter, but ultimately just could not get over the hump to complete the comeback, and they lost to the Knicks 106-100. to Coming into that game, the Lakers had the most comebacks already that uh, this season, but they also had the most blown leads. So that was quite the stat to look at before uh, the Knicks game started. And then um, after the the road trip was over, they come home and they face the Kings and lose in three yeah. overtimes yeah. where the Kings were without two starters and had a third Not. one get hurt in the first eight minutes of the game. The game was tied after the first quarter, the second quarter, the fourth quarter, the first overtime, the second overtime, and the Lakers had a 12-point fourth quarter lead. So I described that loss on Twitter as completely inexcusable. Uh, yeah, that's an awful one. You gotta you gotta put that Sacramento team away in any of those overtimes. Yeah, and they wasted Not such a the fourth quarter. They wasted such a good game from Russ that game. It was atrocious. Then the Lakers have a rematch with the Pistons, which they win. Uh, but that game had its fair share of drama as well. The big three. Uh, LeBron did make his return, and Isaiah Stewart played, and there were no 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 incidents to to be had or anything like that. Uh, but uh, the big three combined for 82 points in that game against the Pistons, so they did their job. Uh, but the Lakers had a 19 point lead in the third quarter, uh, thanks to a 16 to nothing run. But then they gave up 36 points in the fourth quarter, and they were only able to escape with a four point win. Then. They get another rematch with the Kings. A lot of playing uh, the same teams back-to-back. Uh, uh, -back. They played Oklahoma City like twice and then Houston twice in a row earlier in the season. We remember those games. Uh, so just some interesting yeah. scheduling. No, and then, you know, they just did Detroit and Sacramento twice close. Right, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So they just had their rematch last night with the Kings. They avenged their uh, triple overtime loss in convincing fashion, although – the first half was the complete opposite of the second half for the Lakers. They were down at halftime to the Kings last night, but they ended up winning 117 to 92 after going on a 65 to 26 run after being down 14 points with nine minutes and 15 seconds to go in the third quarter. Shout out to uh, Chris McGee, aka Geeter from Spectrum Sportsnet for uh, shouting out that stat uh, on the post game show. I was like yeah. flabbergasted. When he said that at the beginning of the postgame show, I was like, did he just say they went on a 65 to 26 run after being down 14 and then they yeah. win the game that convincingly? Damn. Okay. So, all right. So they're four and four in their last eight games and they're 12 and 12 on the season. They went two and three on the road trip, but now they're, they're up to 500 in their uh, last eight games and 12 and 11 on the season. So they're one game over 500. And from everything that I've just talked about, I just, over the past eight games, all this tells me is the Lakers are good when they want to be, and then they suck when they don't try. And all I can think about is how frustrating it is as a fan to watch this team because 
we don't know if this is the team that's going to get their doors blown off each night or if they're going to be able to fight through adversity when they're dealing with so much stuff with LeBron getting COVID and suspended and, and injuries uh, and different rotations here and there every night. It's like, and then they go on a 65 to 26 run against the Kings, against the team they should beat and beat convincingly, but then they're losing in three overtimes to that same Kings team. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean that the 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 shitty part is is only time is going to heal all those kind of like questions, you know. They are the team right now that can go out win by 20 or lose by 20. And that's going to be how it's uh, that's going to be what it is for a minute here, especially until LeBron gets back and and this you need this team to play, you know, 10 12 games and and get a rhythm going. It's it's going to be a lot of what feels like like stop and go type of type of progression where you feel like you make you know great present progression and then you know then you take 10 steps backwards or, yeah it's like or you know a player starts playing well and then he gets hurt or he gets covid um you know that kind of takes the air right out of their you know right the, out of their sails the perfect example of that was this stretch against the pistons and the kings where it's like you had lebron get ejected from a game they play inspired basketball and they win the game and then they lose in three overtimes to the Kings the next game. So it's like, it's it's very frustrating, and it's led a lot and, of yeah. Russ and Ant, they they're that's enough talent even without LeBron. They should be winning games with those guys. Exactly. Um, and Russ I, has been I incredible think, lately. You know, I think it hurts Carmelo playing all these minutes. You we know, talked about his legs and all of you that. Know, I want we we want Carmelo to be in his natural role and getting comfortable in that. So when the playoffs come, he's a killer for you. Yeah. You know. Um, it's you got to get Horton Tucker and Monk and and all these 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 Monk guys. Monk had an incredible gotta, game last night against and the Kings. And he's been a great. He was, has turned out to be such a great addition. Uh, I'm excited to see where where he kind of lands in the rotation at the end of the year. As I think he should be the starting two guard, honestly. But I mean, that's just me. But I mean, all of this inconsistency has led a lot of Lakers fans to start calling for Frank Vogel's job and. I mean, like I said, this team is off to a, a 12 and 11 start. They've dealt with a bunch of injuries. Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn have yet to make their debut. THT missed the first 14 games of the season. LeBron's on his 13th missed game, about to miss at least 10 more days, which in, could include three games. Um, I mean, Austin Reeves finally came back, but he's seen his role reduced as other guys have gotten healthy and and all of that, uh, but I mean that's just what happens when you're a rookie. And then Wayne Ellington missed the start of the season. Avery Bradley has now missed uh, a game. He missed the game against the Kings last night with a thumb injury. He's got a sprained ligament in his thumb that actually Bam Adebayo just had surgery on for uh, a similar injury. And Bam Adebayo is now going to miss four to six weeks for the Miami Heat. So that's a huge blow for them. Which is big time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the injuries have been obviously the the big story for the Lakers and. I mean, That's why I feel it's a little too quick to call for the man's job. But, on the other hand, Vogel is not really doing himself any favors with some of the lineups he's thrown out there. Starting DeAndre Jordan and Avery Bradley most nights, playing lineups with Russ or AD or Melo on the bench when LeBron has been not available to play. And so it's like you don't have any sort of real scoring or playmaking yeah. that you can really rely on. 
And so, I mean, the Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook combinations, which we saw a return of last night against the Kings, and I think we're going to see a, a bit more of it now that LeBron is out, but those combinations have not been working out at all. Um, Frank Vogel did last night bench DeAndre Jordan for Dwight Howard. Dwight ended up playing 35 minutes and was fucking stellar. Um, I Dwight, mean, Dwight is a big time wild card for this team. When he plays well, the Lakers play well typically. Um, so you know, trying to figure out what his what his role um, would be a big plus for the Lakers. The thing, the thing that I just yeah, I mean, I just think Vogel is a good coach. He's in a tough spot this this year. Um, I, and it's just a little too early. You know, he hasn't been given a ton to work with, and and some of these rotation things, you just got to see some of it play out. I just think he's been forced to play some rotations and lineups that he just was not expecting to play, given the guys he has yeah, yeah, available. One hundred percent. I and, mean, the, the when you know they were sitting down and looking at this roster and thinking about what they can do, this is not what it was. Right, and I I completely agree. I don't think Frank Vogel should be fired. I'm expecting it to happen at some point this season if things don't start to get better. Because I, I mean, even if he goes, so if you. How many games are, you, are we playing this year? 72? 80, no, we're, at, we're back to 81. Or 82, excuse me. 82? Okay, so if he wins 45 games, do you think he's fired? Or do you think it's purely off of playoff? No, 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 no. That's the thing. I I don't think this will be a, a, a an evaluation at the end of the season kind of thing. It is because he's a, in a lame duck year. He, he only got a one-year extension, I think. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. But I think if they were to fire him, it would be midseason. It's just... I'm in the camp of I just like at what point would you say you got to fire him? That's that's what I don't know. Yeah. That's know. what I don't know because people are already saying we're there, but I don't think so. I'm I'm expecting it to happen just because you're, you're in, you know, the first you're essentially in the just start of the second quarter of the year. Exactly. Yeah. But get to Christmas, get to the All-Star break. Yeah, but if we look at history and we look at LeBron James teams, there's always been a scapegoat for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think Frank Vogel is turning out to be that scapegoat. And I think it's unfair because it I is would, unfair for sure. I just, I think I would rather also, see also, roster changes before yeah. a, a head coaching change, because I also don't think there's a better replacement out there. That was, that was the point I was, was just going to make. It's like, firing him it's just for what you know like are we really making our team better right exactly uh, he's got Dave, david fisdale and phil handy on the bench and i think obviously those are two of the the most logical places that lakers fans would go in-house to to take over but phil handy i think makes a better assistant and player development guy and obviously he has aspiring uh, aspirations to be a head coach he's interviewed for head coaching positions i just i don't think it's the the right time for him yet and David Fisdale, I think, is just a LeBron yes man, and I don't want that for the Lakers. Yeah, well, sorry to spoil it for you, bud, but that's <laughs> no. the, that's the the Lakers are. But you get what yes, I'm yeah. no, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like Frank Vogel just won this franchise a championship like no, 390 days ago. That's that's why I think that this is just way too way too soon to be calling for this man's job. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's just, um, but people want to be dramatic and overreact. The one thing, though, that I think it would literally get me to sway 
to the fire Frank Vogel side is if he continues to play DeAndre Jordan. And we saw him bench Dwight Howard last night, so I think that's a sign of things to come, and I don't think we're going to see DeAndre as much. But if for some whatever, if for whatever reason DeAndre Jordan is back in that starting lineup for the Lakers, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens yeah. on Twitter yeah. because well, they do not like that starting lineup with DeAndre Jordan in it. Well, we got to see what the other options are too. You can't just say we don't like this. We don't know. It could be worse. We don't know that. Well, the other option was Dwight, I mean, and we saw what happened last night. No, and, and I, I mean, I definitely would like to go roll with Dwight myself yeah. and have DeAndre as the backup. Yeah. I mean, I think DeAndre playing, you know, DeAndre playing eight, ten minutes a half against backup centers isn't so bad. No. I mean, that was what we wanted him to do. Yeah, but yeah, he just, yeah. It even just when he's happened. Even when he's been out there, it's like the Lakers' starting lineup is, it's like they're starting from a deficit. They're losing the first quarter because of deandre jordan basically it's it's bad if you look at the advanced stats yeah yeah no (laughs) no and you don't want to do that (laughs) no but um i mean listen we it's the same story with these lakers until these injuries and lebron comes back from covid now yeah it's 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 really too early to to kind of judge them but at one point does it stop being too early and it's like this is who they are I think you would have to see a dramatic, a, a bad record, you know, a lo- like a really bad losing record, like post Christmas. We but got still, we got still, 24 days to Christmas, uh, Tyler. Hey, and a lot of basketball games to play. You ain't lying. I mean, you can change, you can change a lot in what, how many, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Play your 11th game on Christmas Day. So you could win, you could win 11 games in a row on Christmas Day. Tyler, have you seen the the Western Conference standings? Yeah, it's it, it's and a that's good. And that's bath. good for the Lakers. Oh, it's the best case scenario for yeah, the Lakers. That's, it's you know that they're that's tied for the, the fifth seed right now at twelve and eleven and banged up, which is the more important part. The twelve and eleven part less concerned, but to to be in fifth place all with injuries, that's good. Ad said the other day uh, before uh, the Detroit game. Uh, that they just need to win like ten in a row and they'll be fine. So they they got two, so eight more gotta, to go. We're just gonna start hitting our threes, fellas. <laughs> so all right, that uh that does it for the Lakers and the Lake Show lowdown. It's it's gonna be a roller coaster of a ride this season with them as it as it has been already. So uh, just everybody strap in. Uh, but all right, moving on, we got um the two best teams in the NBA. Tyler faced off last night. The Phoenix Suns beat the Golden State Warriors 104 to 96. Phoenix did lose Devin Booker to a hamstring injury in the first half of the game, but they were able to overcome the loss of their star guard. And now both teams uh, are tied for the best record in the league at 18 and 3. The Suns were able to hold Steph Curry to just 12 points on 4 of 21 shooting. 3 of 14 from 3, thanks to stifling defense from Mikhail Bridges, who the Phoenix Suns just handsomely paid this offseason for his performance uh, last season and in the playoffs last year on their run to the finals. Uh, But these two teams, Tyler, have been far and away the best teams in the league, and and they've really set themselves apart here, uh, I think, in the first uh, month and a half or so. Uh, of the season yeah and I think that's kind of shocked a lot of people no one really thought the Warriors would be 
this good after what we saw from them last year in the playing game. And I mean, even last year in the playing game was unexpected for the Warriors without Klay Thompson, uh, but they are still without Klay Thompson. He has yet to make his return, but the good news is he is on the way. He was recently cleared for a hundred percent activity and has been working out with the Warriors G league team. So that is great news for the Warriors. And I mean, it couldn't come at a better time when they're at 18 and three. Uh, and then the Phoenix Suns, like I said, they're the the reigning Western Conference champions. But literally, as soon as the final buzzer sounded when Milwaukee won the championship last year, everyone said the Phoenix Suns window was closed because everyone yeah. was going to come back healthy this season and all yeah. of that. Yeah. But clearly that hasn't happened. There's injuries all over the league right now. And the Suns don't even really... It doesn't even look like the injuries across the league have phased the Suns. That hasn't really affected them at all. No, they're beating everybody. They've picked up right where they left off. They've won 17 in a row. Yeah, this is where, you know, having the same guys in the same roles and the same rotation, the same spots, the same assignments, That's what these are the kind of things that, that help a basketball team, and these are the kind of things Phoenix has right now. And the Warriors, if, if you really want to. And the Warriors, and the Warriors. No, I mean – I'm, I've I've loved to see I I love watching this Warriors team play. Andrew Wiggins has has kind of blossomed a little bit as a Warrior, um, and you know you're getting players like Jordan Poole stepping up, Gary Payton the second, which is dope. Yeah. Um, no, and Jordan Poole's and, been their X factor. And this we're, year without we're gonna Clay. get we're gonna get Wiseman coming back. We're gonna get Clay coming back. So I'm excited for Golden State and uh, Phoenix. Yeah, I mean I definitely wrote them off as far as a contender. Um, and they're showing you that they've got every piece you need. I mean, Chris Paul hasn't dropped off a cliff, so he's still really effective. D-Book is one of the elite scorers. Aiden has become an elite big man. Uh, and then, you know, guys like Mikel Bridges have, and Cam Johnson have, have just thrived in the system. Yeah, definitely. It's It's been really fun to watch these two teams this year. And, I mean, listen, I'll be the first to say it. I was one of those – one of those guys that was saying that Phoenix Suns window was closed as soon as that buzzer sounded because everyone was going to come back healthy, and I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Hand up. I'll admit it. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I had to do that uh, for, for my friend Bree. Uh, she's a Suns fan, so I uh, had to had to make that known that uh, I put yeah, my hand up and say it. I was wrong. Yeah. Um, all right. Up. Last thing, Tyler. We had our first firing of the season. We kind of talked about Frank Vogel being on the hot seat, maybe. Uh, but Luke Walton once again found himself on the hot seat. And he was fired by the Sacramento Kings, uh, I think, two weeks ago now. Um, but it it just wasn't working in, in nah, Sacramento. Nah, it's, it's It's been a tough stretch for him. Yeah. He, he really hasn't gained any traction outside of Golden State. I think this was his last chance. No, I think, I think it's time that he goes back to the bench for a little bit. He really has still been riding off that success he had in Golden State. I mean, What was it, 43-0 and 0 to start the, the year the or Laker, something like that? The Lakers, he didn't do, you know, it just never came to fruition, and, and the Sacramento team has been similar. It sucks to see, you know, it sucks to see it not work out for him right now, but uh, he's still young enough to where I think he'll get opportunities down the road, but probably just needs to go back to the assistant gig for a bit. Yeah, I I would have to agree with that. Or maybe look into college basketball. Who knows? 
I, I mean, yeah, he was at Memphis for a while uh, as an assistant um, under who was it? Oh, what was Todd Barry? No, it was the young guy, young no. coach before Penny. Yes, I don't know. Uh, I forget his name. It was a younger guy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the the Kings they're promoting associate head coach Alvin Gentry to interim head coach. Uh, the Kings currently are eight and 14 on the season, obviously coming off the loss last night to the Lakers. They are 11th in the Western conference. They were six and 11 when, uh, Luke was fired. They had lost seven of eight leading to, uh, Walton, uh, to be fired. They're two and three since Gentry took over. This is, uh, the sixth team Gentry will be a head coach for, um, Sacramento. They're currently the owners of the longest active playoff drought in the NBA. It's been 15 years. 2006 was the last time they, they were in the uh, in the playoffs. Excuse me. Um, The Kings have had 10 head coaches in those 15 years. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. They just had a fan throw up on the court a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw that viral video, Tyler. I didn't. Oh, you didn't see it? No. But oh, okay, they, hold on. But the Kings, you know, they've got some good. They've got some good young players to build around. They've they've had some they've had some good players since the playoff drought started. You know, Demarcus and the Tyreek Evans and the De'Aaron Foxes. Um, but yeah, they just haven't for some reason been able to figure it out. I think you got to get a coach in there. That's Luke Walton seemed good because he thought he he may be able to grow with the young players, but it just didn't happen. I think trying to find a young player or kind of like a figurehead type guy, and Gentry is definitely a figurehead. So, police are giving it another shot with a different type of coach. Yeah, just press play. He's just courtside, too drunk off his ass. Courtside. That is embarrassing. <laughs> you gotta fucking keep your shit together, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So a lot of people when that video went viral, and that was like, I think it was like a day like right within that week of luke walton getting fired that happened and then everyone was just like that is the perfect representation for the sacramento kings and what's going on right now with their franchise it really is (laughs) but to me it's like they have a lot of good young players and all of that but it's just like i don't think a new coach is going to to solve the problems in Sacramento. Those problems start from the top down. No, and, and, and you know, Sacramento is a team where you have to build your team like Milwaukee and Golden State. And at Milwaukee, Portland. Golden State, and San Antonio of the past, you got to build it through drafts. You're not getting any free agents going there. Um, you need to build it through draft, build it, like you said, the top down from the general manager to the coach, to the young players you draft. Um, you have to have a vision. Yeah. Totally. So, all right. Um, that uh, that just about does it for uh, the TSK show uh, NBA hoops episode for this week. Uh, you got any uh, shout outs before we get out of here, Tyler? Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out one of our shout out one of our listeners, uh, my boy Kyle Armstrong. He told me about uh, uh, a kid named Tucker who listens to the show. So, shout out Tucker. Uh, Kyle's been my boy since day one. One of my oldest friends in the world. Um, I don't know what Tucker calls him, Kyle, Kyle Armstrong, Mr. Armstrong, you know, Mr. <laughs> Kyle. Hopefully it's Mr. Kyle. Uh but yeah, yeah. Let uh let let Kyle know what's up. Um and yeah, shout out Tucker for listening to the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, Tucker. Shout out to Tucker. Uh and then I just wanted to shout out one time uh Corey Seeger. 
Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to him. He signed a 10-year, $325 million deal with the Texas Rangers. Corey is a, a World Series champ, a World Series MVP. He also won Rookie of the Year in 2016. He's got two Silver Slugger awards while making two All-Star appearances. He leaves the Dodgers as the franchise's all-time leader in postseason home runs with 13 tied with Justin Turner, second in postseason RBIs and postseason doubles, and has the most RBIs of any Dodgers player in NLCS history with 16. So I just wanted to say thank you for the memories over the past seven years. You can go beat up on the Mariners. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the first uh, Dodgers World Series championship in my lifetime. You became a part of a core here in Los Angeles that will be remembered by Dodgers and L.A. sports fans forever. And then I just got to shout out Chris Taylor for staying home here you're in not, Los Angeles. You're not going to shout out Bellinger as he departs for St. Louis? That hasn't happened yet, Tyler. Stop believing fake news that Chad brings up in the group chat. We don't know this. <laughs> Sounds like Bellinger's on his way out. No, he's staying. Um, but Chris Taylor is also staying He uh, signed a four-year, $60 million deal with a fifth-year option. Uh, It's That fifth-year option could up the total to a value of $73 million. This is an absolute steal to bring Chris Taylor back to the Dodgers. And he said that money was not an issue, like when it came to whether he was staying in L.A. or not. So I'm a Chris Taylor fan for life. And I just so it's good to see an ex Mariner thrive somewhere else. You took the words right out of my mouth, Tyler. I was going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be forever grateful to the Mariners for trading Chris Taylor for Zach Lee yeah. to the Dodgers. You're so welcome. you're welcome. Yes. So it's with the least we could have done to help out, we appreciate it. So with that, that wraps up episode 223 of the TSK Show for Tyler Pacholki. I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm going to go try and catch my friends at Katsuya and say what's up to the game real quick. Uh, So be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachoki. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.